Welcome to the All Souls Episcopal Parish in Berkeley's Sermon Podcast. Today is the fifth Sunday after Pentecost, and we hear from the Reverend Maggie Foote as she preaches from the lectionary on her last Sunday with us at All Souls, which was Matthew chapter 10, verses 40 to 42. As always, you can find more sermons or information about All Souls on our homepage, which is allsoulsparish.org. ago, I don't know, like six weeks or so, (laughs) when Phil and I were discussing the preaching schedule for the summer, we decided that I would preach this morning and that I would use the opportunity to somehow talk about the high school immersion trip to Mexico that we've just returned from. I confidently agreed to this plan and didn't think too much more of it until last week when I was actually in Mexico. So imagine my surprise when I discovered that this morning's gospel reading is all about welcome and radical hospitality. It's almost like we planned it that way. (laughs) Because as it turns out, the defining feature of our time in Mexico would be the hospitality that we received. And here I was worried that I was going to have to try and connect our experience in Mexico to like the parable of the talents or something. So late one evening during the trip, I think it was Saturday night maybe, instead of closing the day with our usual roses, buds, and thorns, a classic youth group activity that helps us review our day or our week, I decided to read the group the passage we've just heard from Matthew's Gospel and then ask them this question. When have you felt most welcome this week, and what was it that made you feel that way? The overwhelming response that night was that the time that the youth felt most welcomed was when we went to visit Tony's family in their home. Now, if you know Tony, you will have no trouble imagining that her family is warm, faithful, loving, funny, and full of interesting people and great conversationalists. When we arrived to the house where Tony grew up and where her mother still lives, we were greeted at the door and ushered into their living room where a circle of chairs had been assembled, which I imagine were dragged from all corners of the house to make enough room for us all to sit down comfortably. They offered us cold drinks on a hot day and asked us about ourselves and about how our trip was going. They showed us interesting things that they have picked up from their travels over the years and gave us a glimpse of who they are. Describing an encounter like this as a list of the ways that we passed the time together doesn't really do it justice. As many of the kids said that night, there wasn't one specific thing about that afternoon that made them feel welcome. There wasn't one specific gesture or conversation. It was just a feeling they had. Now, this is where my account of the afternoon starts to diverge a little bit from the youth. And what they might describe as a vibe or a good feeling... I, being the priestly priest that I am, would describe this feeling as the living presence of God among us or the movement of the Holy Spirit. Emily Towns, in Feasting on the Word, says that compassionate welcome means approaching each other through God. This is how we recognize that genuine human relationships emerge from putting the grace-filled hospitality of God's love at the center of our lives and at the center of our relationships. This is so clearly what happened that afternoon and what happened time and time again during our time in Mexico. The radical hospitality that we received from our hosts in their homes, churches, and every place that we went was a natural byproduct of our hosts' own spiritual discipline 
of putting God's love front and center in their lives and in their actions with in their interactions with us. And when language barriers or shyness or fatigue or discomfort started to make that feel difficult and started to limit what we feel like we could offer each other, there appeared to be a trust that something greater was taking place. That, and that if we all mutually leaned in to the love of God, then our time together would spill over with joy and with the feeling of being known and loved as children of God. It became clear to me over the course of the week that we were the beneficiaries of two things. One, that the people with whom we interacted have a spiritual discipline of hospitality, and that it permeates their lives in such a way that they are always ready to receive a guest, to receive Christ in their midst. And two, that the time and attention that Tony has put into maintaining relationships with her family and friends in the church over 20 years and from a distance of 2,000 miles. Because of the love that people have for Tony, we were welcomed as family before we even took off from SFO. So this is about Tony, but it's also not about Tony. It's about the way in which relationships that are tended with care and attention and prayer can stand the test of time. And they can exponentially increase not only our own sense of belonging in a, in a world that is big and can be overwhelming, but it spills out in all directions to accompany to encompass the people that we love and care about. I could share so many more examples of the hospitality we received. When the youth group from San Juan Evangelista invited us to play games and have fun for an evening. When Michael's friend Carol invited us to her home just to swim and relax for an entire afternoon. When the youth group of La Santa Cruz, the Cacomisles, made us a spread of food worthy of royalty during a pickup soccer game with the youth from a rural congregation called San Pablo. When Bishop Sally made time to talk to us on a busy day of confirmations, and Padre Arturo invited us to be part of the hospital ministry that his congregation undertakes every month. When strangers on the street paid for, you to, paid for me to use the bathroom when I was short on change, and when Lucia welcomed us to spend time with her horses. And I could go on and on. But what I started to notice after the first couple of days is that we got better at being guests and receiving the hospitality that was being offered. For someone like me, a true Martha through and through, this can be more difficult than offering hospitality to others. And it is a spiritual discipline in its own right. Being a good guest isn't just about keeping your room clean or making sure that things are put away in the right place. It's about allowing someone to show you their heart and bearing witness to both the humanity and the spark of divinity that reside there. After all, throughout the Gospels, Jesus is more often than not a guest in someone else's home or town. And Jesus' insistence on coming to someone's dinner table isn't about Jesus demanding to be served. It's about an invitation to that person to show him their heart. And in the showing, their worth is reflected and their wounds are healed. When we are guests in someone else's home or country, we have an opportunity to affirm them in the love of Christ. And not necessarily always because they need it, because in affirming the, divi the divine in others helps us to see it in ourselves as well. We can be mirrors for each other that reflect the goodness we offer and the goodness we receive. In my mind, this shows us what can happen when we live into the hospitality and the love of God 
and trust that the people with whom we are interacting are also leaning into that same love and hospitality. In the moments when language fails or we're feeling awkward or our own capacity to welcome others or allowed, allow ourselves to be welcomed starts to break down, the Holy Spirit steps in and creates something more out of all of us. And that happens through the power of the Holy Spirit and through, the, and through our own spiritual discipline as hosts and guests of centering God's love and radical welcome in our own lives every single day. Not just when people from another country are coming to visit and not just when we want to make a good impression and not just when we know newcomers are coming to church, but every single day. I wonder what it would mean for each one of us to develop a spiritual discipline of hospitality and radical welcome in our own lives. I wonder what practices we would leave behind or what new ones we would take on. I wonder how this community could change. I wonder what new gifts we would receive. I know that we wouldn't have received the welcome that we did if hospitality wasn't a practice that our hosts held in their daily lives. And I trust that in receiving this welcome, our young people are planting seeds in their own hearts that will allow them to bear the fruit of radical hospitality in some other time and some other place when they are called on to do it. <laughs>